I think the metric system is probably the best thing I've invented. I like so bread. It, it makes <laughs> bread's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's Bread's really nice, you're right. Hello everyone, welcome to the Rooting Around podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm still Ed. And this episode is... Mauritania! I didn't start on the flag again. Yeah, Mauritania! Hey. Good thing I'm in the way. We were talking about dark green flags last time. There you go. Yep. We were. Speaking yeah. of dark green, Ed, how did the muffin taste? Oh no. Did you just give me a... No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to drive. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Tasty? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would have tasted it 100% if it was... Oh, no, I don't know. Spacey. A jazzy one. You can, you, can, you can do jazzy ones quite well these days. That's yeah. what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Mauritania. Sorry, we were digressing because it was 4.20 yesterday and I gave Ed a muffin. Never, never accept mystery cakes the yeah. day after 420. Especially from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so Mauritania. I knew absolutely nothing about the place except that it was dangerous. And it did have the Dakar rally go through there. But they ended up calling it off because it got too dangerous. Dangerous how? Like too hot? <clears throat> yeah, they got, they got boiling. Some of them got sunburn. Some of them even got prickly heat. Oh no! From it's it. the worst yeah. of the worst of the heats. Chapped lips. Um, oh, no, I think they were like carjackings and. Oh really? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was like a huge, like fucking procession that they go through. And yeah, and plenty of options to jack a car. Yeah. Mm. I only knew Mauritania Morita- for um, that train that we're I'm sure going to talk about. Yeah. Because I've seen so many videos about people getting on that train. Yeah, it's surprisingly difficult to find out information about the train because it's just a bunch of YouTubers that have like the blue Berber scarves on, sat on a pile of iron or on the back of this train. Yeah. Um, it looks cool though. It looks amazing. It, it looks very cool. Start with that then. Is that one of the YouTubers? No. Oh, it might yeah, be. It's it, probably a YouTuber taking the picture. It's a lot of iron ore. That is it's a two, lot of it's iron two, ore. two kilometers long, isn't it, the train? Let me get some facts for you. Um, it's longer than two kilometers. Um, so it's up to three kilometers long. Um, so it's called the Mauritania Railway. It is the national railway and it opened in 1963. Um, on average, there's between 200 to 210 cars carrying up to 85 tons of iron ore. And that traffics 16.6 million tons a year. Um, and the railway consists of one stretch of 704 kilometers linking to iron hubs of Mauritania. So is it is it just one track? Mm-hmm. So the train train goes one way and goes back. There might be places where there's, there's like two, two tracks train. so they can veer off, I guess. Yeah, in the middle of that might one be... stretch that they use. Oh, a little slope, yeah. Um you'll reach around. I'm not sure if any of you are train uh Experts, I haven't, but, I haven't, I haven't yet fallen into that as my my, <laughs> my bedtime YouTube listening. <laughs> in about two weeks, um, does that only have one? Um, how do you call it? Oh, what, like the motor? Yeah. Uh, or because think, if it's I three kilometers, it's the engine, long. three to four, they consist of three or four diesel electric EMD locomotives. Like spread across, or just all at the start? At no the idea. Front? 
I'm this is so like three kilometers. I'm I'm guessing they kind of push and pull, but that's going to have to be one for car uh, Falcon. Mm, yeah, that's like a um, an airport runway. It's longer, isn't it? It's like two miles. I'm pretty sure there's some like four kilometer airport runways. No fair. Maybe a space shuttle runway. How many trains can you fit in Luxembourg? Right, let's work this out. Right, if it's three kilometers long, <laughs> the shortest distance you can go from east to west. No, the longest distance you can go from east to west is 50 kilometers. Wow. So, so, so that's yeah. like 17, eight, trains. 17, 18 trains, yeah. It's all right. It's <laughs> not bad. It's pretty good going. <laughs> oh my God. That's so, yeah. It does look amazing though. The the YouTube videos that of, of tourists getting on there. Well, there's two aspects for me that are just incredible. First of all, the sheer like size and length of this train, mm-hmm. and also because you're you know in the middle of the desert and the biggest desert in the world, there's no like light pollution whatsoever, so you get the most amazing sky. Mm. And I'm not sure about you know sitting on fairly toxic i mean definitely not I good for think, your lungs i think iron ores but it's not good just, for your lungs though if you if you breathe it like and you're constantly so on like a shaking for like 24 hours it sounds like a horrible experience but being in the middle of the desert that's pretty much your only way to do it it but gets but it you, gets like you below gotta, zero at night as well yeah and you gotta get but you gotta get those likes and subscribes yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you speaking to, of which hey guys like and subscribe our channel share with your friends and maybe the next episode we'll do it on the train no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> but from from Cardiff to Bristol, or from within the Alpha Guest House. Well, we'll just take a train set to the Alpha Guest House. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> but it, yeah, it does look amazing. Um, but it, it does look very uncomfortable as well. It's probably one of those B type fun things. Like, oh, isn't it funny how yeah, so painful that, and that unpleasant is a proper that was. Adventure. Yeah, say. but also people actually like locals do it. Mm. Not for the views and likes, but because that's... That's how you get to work. It's yeah. kind of a necessity, <laughs> not, yeah. Not Gosh. quite, but like some locals have to, if they want to travel between cities. There, there are... Super dangerous as well, I mean. Yeah. I mean, there are like, not on all of them, but on, on some of the um, some of the trips, they have like two or three carriages for passengers oh, okay. as well. Um, and then the YouTubers just choose to not. Yeah. Well, the YouTubers probably they probably they probably just they probably have like the YouTuber ticket, which is the, like first class. And yeah. Then like, half when they're out in the desert, matey boy like the conductor is like, all right, your turn now. Get up on. And they have like the and they carry them up. They have like the display stand, and they're, and they're like, don't worry, it's and it's like all made us. It's like just painted sponges, and like oh no, ever fucking no, don't worry about it. Um, and then, and then, and then he's there with his, just like, <laughs> yeah, he's there with his GoPro. He's like, hey guys, oh my God. And it's like, fucking, yeah. It's like those, it's like those, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. It's like those, it's like those, um, those sea words who, uh, you can like rent the interior of a private jet. Oh, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like that shit. Um, do you we should, the type we should of do that. influencer or YouTuber that, that does we, that, that kind we of, aspire to be, yeah. <laughs> Alux, that does this kind of stuff would not exactly be the private jet. Never know. Got to diversify. But they might have a studio to, like, you know, mimic this. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could do it. Well, some, oh, we some, some, one of us going, no, It kind of <laughs> looks like you're in the train. If you move the chair out of the way, I think you'd. And hey, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, actually, this is not even, even size wise. It's all right, yeah. For those of you listening, Ed <laughs> is uh, sat in a camping chair pretending to be 
on train. the back of a train. Yeah. Um, so that's the train. Um, I heard, it does uh, look very exciting, but... I heard there used to be yeah. a tunnel, but um, it got closed down. Oh. Cool. I, I do know why, actually. I, I just <laughs> want to leave out there. Um, so Mauritania borders... Obviously, Mauritania, for the listener who doesn't know, is a Western African country. Mm. It's in both the Maghreb and the Sahel, so it's bordered by a few countries. Some of them I can't remember. Mali, Senegal... Western Sahara. Western Sahara, uh, Morocco, Morocco, and I think another one, I can't remember. It's not Algeria, is it? Does it go no. up that far? Oh, oh, maybe. Maybe it's Algeria. Algeria is massive as well, mm. to be fair. It goes really fast. Um, uh, yeah, check in at the 60-minute mark for the fact check there. Yes. Um, and part of the track used to go, where the tunnel was, used to go through what is now a disputed part with the... Uh, God, what's the name of that republic? Like, Ahari... Oh, Bahari Democratic Republic. Like, um, it's like in Western Sahara. It's the it's like the the forces who are trying to claim the. De- uh, I, I remember the name, but I've forgotten it. Yeah, I'm going to be butchering names left and right in this one again. One for the Falcon, but they were kicking off, and um, so the Mauritanian government decided to no longer use the tunnel. That's why it's fair. On tracks now. I do have a bit of historical information about the railway. I'll try and blitz through it because we've been talking about trains for fucking ages. Um, so the line was a success and provided a major portion of Mauritania's GDP. As a result, the line was nationalised in 1974. Following Mauritania's annexation of southern Western Sahara in 76, the line came under constant attack by the Polisario militia. Is that them? Or is that a different one? Yeah, the demo- yeah, the, but there's like a Republic thing. Might be that one. Keep going. Okay. I'll Google it. Um, effectively putting the line out of use and thereby crippling Mauritania's economy. Um, this played a major role in prompting the army to overthrow the Mauritanian president Mokhtar Dada in 1978, following by a withdrawal from Western Sahara the following year. So it's created a mess as well. And it's the Sahari Arab Democratic Republic. Its name I had it. no idea that that existed. I, I knew there were naughty people around there, but that's it. That's what the naughty people want to build. Oh. Good luck to them. Or we disapprove. Whichever, it, which, whichever is the correct position to <laughs> take. Stop Stop being baddies or, or goodies. Or continue, continue being goodies. Um, <laughs> I've got some little geography facts. It's uh, one million... <sighs> 30, there goes my thousand, one. Fact. God, I almost did. I almost, <laughs> I almost did one of those. Mo- Have you ever seen the, the video of um, the former South African president trying to say numbers? No. And he's like one million sixty-six seven. Two, no. Oh, it's so you have to. All right, anyone listening or watching, stop. Pause this. Open a new tab and just Google Jacob Zuma counting. It's it's gold. Um, so the, the the size of Mauritania is one million and thirty thousand seven hundred square kilometers. Stop there. How many Luxembourgs? Oh mate, that's too complicated. <laughs> but I want it like you probably you saw that on Wikipedia, didn't you? Like Wikipedia. Uh, no, I'm using um uh kids encyclopedia online. Okay. Um but <laughs> quality <laughs> <laughs> on Wikipedia, just underneath it says like the percentage of like water in that landmass, basically. And it's Minimal, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's zero, like it's point not one, is that how you say it? Point zero one. Yeah. And I thought, uh, if I say this, it's probably going to be irrelevant because no one's really going to understand this. Uh, like, I don't really, I can't imagine how much that is. So I checked the UK, which, you know, has its rivers, has its lakes. Uh, the UK is 1.51. Percent water. Yeah. And that is 0.01. 
quite a lot. Yeah. It's quite a lot of water. What, the 0 0.01? No, 1.5 okay. or whatever UK was. Yeah. Um, but a like, big difference. In fact, it's the 29th largest country in the world by size after Liverpool. Oh. Similar to Egypt. Big old place. Egypt is that big. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. Three quarters of which are desert or semi-desert. Yeah. So that probably explains why there's not much water. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's got. A, I mean, I've got some facts. I'm, I hope you don't mind me just. No, just, just spit them some. off. Spit them facts. Four million two hundred seventy thousand is the population. That's my uh, second fact. That's gone. Sorry, right. Should we get Ed's <laughs> facts out? Yeah, Ed, you do your facts. <laughs> <and then laughs> we'll... No, they're the same. I hope because otherwise one of us. Oh, go on, then crack on. Let's, let's have some what facts. Got? Okay, what okay, we got? Okay, okay, fact okay. off. It's like eight mile. Let's do a fact <laughs> off. Yeah. Okay. Mauritania, oh, Mauritania yeah, was the last country to abolish slavery. Oh, mate, I'm doing a whole thing on slavery. Oh, there, sorry. Right? Okay, I'll stop <laughs> that. You absolute donor. <laughs> right, we're going to do spoilers <laughs> okay, okay. now. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for like in 10 minutes when we talk about slavery. Um, the official language is Arabic and French. Obviously, Mauritania was a French colony and in six, the 60s, so I think 61 or 60, they um, managed to get rid of the French. Um, French is a recognized language, but not an official language. And then there's Pular, Soninke, and Wolof. Wolof, yeah. That are uh, recognized national languages. But it's interesting about the Arabic they speak there, because it's not like, it's the same with Moroccan Arabic. Mm. It's like, it's his own weird little dialect, which is 80% Arabic, like 20% Berber. Mm. So that's why all the other, other sort of Arabic speakers say that Moroccans sound like weirdos. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> afterwards are wrong. Um, it's the fifth least densely populated country in the world. Got that, got that on your fact sheet? No, actually. <laughs> it's 10.7 per square mile. Doesn't really mean that much to me, to be honest. Um, and it's got a 66% literacy rate for males and 55 for women. Oh, that's not great, is it? Yeah, it's not great. And... Ed, rebuttal. Oh, no, I'm done with my facts. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> well, Keep them coming, Tom. Capital, capital city is... Oh, I've got that. Go on, then. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> is it I, I didn't write it down because I was like, I'll remember this. It's actually quite, it's quite complicated. Nuakchuk? Yeah, Nuakchot. 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 The only way I know this is because of the hotel that we're going to talk about later again. Just That has it in its name. And, yeah, it's a democracy. Um, I did a little bit. <clears throat> I've got a little. Oh, I've got a little fact about corruption. I'm not sure to, to tease it now and talk about it later. We'll talk about it now. Well, talk well, about we, it now. No. we touched upon slavery, and that involves a lot of corruption. I would Odd, imagine. Oddly enough, well, yes, for one. Now, but it doesn't actually. That wasn't what I was going to talk about the corruption for. I was going to talk about 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 one of my other ones. Let me get up my slavery notes. While you're looking, what was the corruption you were talking about? Oh, just how corrupt it was. And I've got a whole index and I've got a little bit of like, I've actually, one of the few times I've, like, a few times I've got a figure uh, and I was like, maybe I should get some context for this. And then I actually researched and got context. Were you bored today? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the busiest day in the charity sector. Let's put it like that. Um, (laughs) Uh. It's all right. I've handed my notes in from that job, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) I can phone it in. Um. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, slavery. As Ed alluded to, slavery was officially um, outlawed in 2000, was it year, 2008? 
it so was I've a, got, it was abolished dates, before actually. that, yeah. but then it wasn't. Ah, uh, it was abolished in the sixties, wasn't it? No, in, in nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, in nineteen eighty-one, and it's only punishable since two thousand seven. And wild. it's estimated that between, I think it's up to 15% of the population might be in, in some form of, of slavery or sort of um, forced like uh, labor. Um, and if percentages are not your thing, that's about 90,000 people are still considered <sighs> slaves in that country. Yeah. Damn. Um, BBC have reported 600,000 people living in bondage. bondage. Um, it's got It's got the highest proportion of people in slavery in the world um and two like these two sort of sociologists and activists have talked about radicalized hereditary slavery in mauritania uh partly due to like the nomadic traditions um that were like prevalent throughout the country until the 70s this includes sexual exploitation forced labor in agriculture and livestock breeding um the sale and giving of people was um integrated into part of the social school system um and naturally like it had really racial overturns so yeah it's uh, like that the arabs are basically subjugating the the, the, the black population yeah yeah. um and yeah it's just fucking horrible um there's a few um organizations there's well there's one really good organization called uh sos esclaves Mm. uh, which is like save save the slaves it's based out there so they're doing really good work so if you want to google that and give them some money go for it because they're a good cause um but also because the country's so corrupt that there's no one enforcing it and apparently there have been accusations of government ministers holding Mm. slaves um that's just so wild because they they might just you know have a seat at the un and then go home to get like you know their food prepared by a slave <laughs> and 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 well what's worse is that you don't hear anything about it uh, there are there when i was doing some reading there is talk of some of the big global powers putting in some like i think the us said they might try and they might sort of restrain economic ties and you're like <laughs> fucking well done mate like, yeah let's give them less money yeah it's gonna be a bit less money yeah i'm pretty they're, sure they're australia great... out of all the countries is pretty involved in their mining uh, is it because of the oh well yeah because of the mining yeah which is strange i found mm. well I australia they're yeah they're, they're one of the first ones who invested in mauritania really oh yeah but let's be fair oh, to australia not, they're I'm fucking terrible at not defending anyone here. oh cool right because the boat people have the, yeah there's horrible like islands yeah so yeah the, really the, sorry go on no no the crazy thing for me is that this is all happening and then just not even a couple of hundred miles that way you've got tenerife and like Fortaventura. that's very true yeah like just over there and people are living like this that close and even morocco like yeah i mean Jesus Christ, close, yeah yeah, the, I mean, the south of Morocco gets really rural and there's not a lot going on. I mean, um, also, the south of Morocco is... Is it Morocco? Like, it is, yeah, it's, it's quite a, a complicated area, region, yeah. like, already. Well, <laughs> Slavery kind of doesn't all, help. All of the borders of Morocco are questionable, really, aren't they, at yeah. the moment? It's quite bad, though. That it was the last country to abolish slavery in like well, the nineteen eighty. Well, one of the country has to be, countries has to be the last. At least it's abolished. They're not really doing anything about it, but that's, that's baby steps. Well, it looks yeah. like they're doing something from the outside that they're yeah. progressing, but it still sounds awful. 
Let's really uh, improve the tone. God, I hope you pushed the right button now, Ed. Yay, dolphins! <laughs> hey, friends. <laughs> so, I'm going to absolutely butcher this name as well. They're uh, Imraguen people. Um, and that's a Berber word, which means fishermen or people who fish while walking on the sea. So, they... Jesus, Jesus basically. <clears throat> um, so, these guys, obviously, it's just on the Atlantic... The, the coast of Mauritania, but the main community of fishermen are in this. Um, it's Bank Dagwan National Park, um, and it's the largest coastal park in Africa. It's a uh, surface area of 12,000 square kilometers, which is said to be a treasure trove of marine life, and it was declared a World Heritage UNESCO site in 89. Um, but the coolest thing about these fishermen is that they are friends with dolphins, and they fish together. So they've built a relationship and a technique of fishing using dolphins where they both get It's like fish. We used dogs in the past. Well, it's yeah. still now, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. So, well, well, they should have domesticated the dolphins by now then. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. There is a little boy holding hands with a dolphin. Um, Doesn't look very Mauritanian though, does he? No. Yeah. <laughs> but just a side note, that dolphin is captive. Um and you should never go somewhere that they have captive dolphins. Because oh, there was another thing. There was another killer whale uh, orca attack a few days ago. Oh, there was an attack. Yeah, he tried Jeez. to take down two of his two of his hand, handlers, minders. Oh, good for well, him. Yeah, I hope he chomped right through them. Yeah. Um. So from the shore, um, there's there's people on the shore that indicate a passage of um fish schooling just off off the beach. Um. And then they get in the water with nets, um, but then they hit the water with sticks to attract the dolphins, which when they come in from the sea, they block the passage of the fish going out of the bay. So they basically just pin them in together and then cover them with the nets. They and basically, basically. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh <laughs> You're going to give me a seizure in a minute with how bad that was. I'm not really going to have a seizure. Okay, good. Um, you can dull fuck off with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do the dolphins get? So it's just such a high density. The fishermen don't like. Chuck, yeah, they don't chuck fish to the dolphins, do they? Yeah, like good boys. Yeah, literally chuck it to their open mouths. They have to do something to. Yeah, but I thought maybe, maybe the dolphins would have been like, would have just eaten all the fish they didn't get into the nets because they've just got them in such high concentration. I think they so. probably do that as well, but I think it's oh, like greedy a, bastards. A bit of a trade off. Twice. Um, and back in the day, a few generations ago, the um, the Imraguan people used to whistle the dolphins to bring them in rather than hitting sticks. So it was literally like calling in a dog. Should have clicked them in. That's how they... That's a very good dolphin impression. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this technique is dying out because of uh, larger fishing vessels and... Uh, foreign people coming in and and fishing um, with different, more um, practical techniques, but it's a shame. Pra to practical not have that. Or, or more destructive? Probably oh. more destructive, I would imagine, both, because be that, yeah, comes with the territory, doesn't it? Um, but it's not the only place in the world that they do that. They do it in Laguna in Brazil, which is way more famous than the Mauritania doing it. Like if you. See fishermen and dolphins working together as normally videos of Brazil. I could only find one short documentary about 
about the ones in Mauritania. I think in general it's not a, it's a, bit a country that's spoken about a lot. No, that's very true. So what other examples are there? Because I know I was thinking like there's some there's some birds that fish with men in Southeast Asia. In Vietnam, yeah, they get cormorants and tie. Unfortunately, they tie fish Ooh, fishing wire that. around their neck. I take that all back then. And that's they horrible. go and hunt, can't swallow the fish, and then they pull them back in. Oh, that's grim. I thought it was just, yeah. a, just a mate and his bird friend. And they're, having a, they're having a great time. No, there's, oh. uh, it's not really a symbiotic relationship. It's more a do the work and then I'll feed you. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. Talk Whereas that feet. literally just looks like friends. Not that one. I mean, <laughs> that picture it, does look like friends. But... In, fa- in fairness, though, that kid's got a hell of a bum chin for such a young age. Oh, yeah. Looks like John Travolta. That dolphin looks fucking furious. I can't it's tell. the only I... time I've seen a dolphin with a smile facing downwards. <laughs> <laughs> but talking about fishing, uh, what do you get when you fish? Fish? Yes. Plastic. The uh, traditional oh, food. Dear. Obviously, I always have to talk about the traditional food. And the traditional food uh, is very similar to what you get in Senegal and all those countries anyway. Uh, but apparently, it is Tieboudien, which is made of rice, spicy fish, and vegetables. And I'm pretty sure, well, it's a bad example because there's cutlery there, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, very usual to just sit around the dish and just eat it with your hands. Nice. Uh, And lunch is is considered the biggest and most important meal of the day, sometimes, uh, and quite often actually, the only meal of the day. Uh, Zrig is a drink made of made from goat goat's milk, water, and sugar, and that's like pretty much like the main thing they drink. Um, it looks alright. It looks it looks pretty decent. It look it's great. got a nice spicy pepper on the top. That's right up my street. The fish less so, but you can't have it all. Um, I mean, if if a dolphin caught my fish for me, I, I think I would it. probably have fish. Yeah, out of just out of courtesy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you, Mister Dolphin. And I'll chuck some goat milk at it and. <laughs> call it a day that they, drink that drink sounds fucking horrible right? yeah and anything dairy based when you hit the the sahara um no thanks have you ever had milk vodka oh what the yeah awful jesus milk's just a wow sorry sorry to offend all of finland but it's the fucking word <laughs> speaking of finland shout out to the guy who's correcting our facts online <laughs> yeah he's really good really concise yeah we, so efficient. But he boiled down an hour-long podcast into about 500 words, less and than that. <laughs> the first words were, you're wrong. I enjoyed it, but you're wrong. Well, as long as he it's enjoys passive it. It's aggressive, isn't it? I think, no, it's very fi- Finnish. Very, you know, well, I, straight to the point. He drink. Well, we have to go back to this. He claimed, I think it's a he, sorry if you're not, um, claimed to drink... 1.5 litres, so one and a half litres of milk per day. That's well, he was like, and I drank 1.5 litres yesterday. It was I like, don't get that. Like, how? So, how so many he... questions. Like, d- does he eat three bowls, bowls of cereal? cereal? Yeah, that, yeah. that would be my Yeah, but would you have half a litre of milk in your bowl of cereal? Yeah. Depends on how, I mean... That's a pint. That's a pint of milk. If I'm left to my own devices, I'll have a fruit bowl of cereal. I'd try and put... I've eaten half a box of Lucky Charms in one sitting before. I've never had Lucky Charms. I mean, I can eat cereal. I can eat the whole box very easily, no Mm. problem. But not every day. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And one and a half litres, you need a lot of cereal. Mm. I wonder if if he's smart about it. Well, for one, how is he tracking this? 
does he have some sort of like fit, <laughs> well fit, fit, surely you buy a bottle extension. that's like one one liter yeah but maybe he's like he has breakfast a cereal in the morning so he's got some milk there then he has a few white coffees and then i imagine some white russians and then <laughs> just goes through the entire spectrum of uh, he's, he's like oh god i've only had I've only had 1.4 liters of milk today. And you know, like, like, oh, what shit, about I'll, the calcium? Oh, I'll you make a mac and cheese. bottles to get people to drink more water that say, like, you know, <laughs> by 12, you have to drink half of the thing. He's got the same for milk. <laughs> oh, it'd be so horrible. And I, when I read the, the, the long comment that he made. By the way, we, we appreciate the comments. Mm, like, we do. Please do comment. We, 100%. Like, do we're, we're yeah, so, someone it, needs to correct this nonsense so. yeah but yeah. So we're relying on the audience to do so it's because it's such early doors it's the first like little bit of criticism we've had my first thing was like right i'm gonna i'm gonna rebuke all of the things that he's stated and be like that is a finished breakfast a cigarette vodka blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> but yeah he was right for most of it yeah. apart from the finnish russian similarities apparently there's a lot more than than just saunas not that i know of I, I only glanced over it and i couldn't be bothered to respond i'll talk to my wife about it and see what she says okay fair okay. enough good that um, sells it thank you for commenting we really appreciate it i do want to just because we were talking about food i do want to switch it up and it's going to go back to sadness very briefly <laughs> um okay so there's um i don't even know what you would call it a tradition in Mauritania that the fatter you are, the more desirable you are. And you know I said that about Thailand, where it's mm -hmm. like... No, there's, getting... there's several societies. Is it, a, is it like a wealth thing? Is it tied to if you're welfare? Yeah, you it's be... basically like... I thought it was more of a karmic thing with, with Buddhism, but here it's like... It's essentially like a fucking human foie gras situation because women are more desired by men if they're fat, like super yeah, But they fat. don't eat them. No, they don't eat them. Oh, they yeah. just shove them full of literally oh, like force feed them. So I've I've got a bit of information on oh, it. Oh, that's horrible. Um, so skinny women are viewed as poor and not able to afford food. Um, for women to find husbands in Mauritania, they have to be fat. So they force feed themselves large quantities of camel milk, breadcrumbs soaked in olive oil, and goat meat. Um, Sounds there that's was, how I do it. <laughs> there was the article I was reading was. Um, a woman telling the story about how, so she basically has this like retreat where young girls get sent to her and she just basically fattens them up and sends them off to husbands like 12, 13, 14. That is stuffed horrible. full of food and sent off. Um, so this is quotes from, from her. She makes the equivalent of $155 of each girl. She force feeds over a three month period. And she says, I have a lot more clients again. Um, my current clients are lying down in the hut um, with glassy-eyed exhaustion, digesting their breakfast. She crushed, She mixed... What, she said that? Yeah. Whoa, that's fucking dark. Yeah. She mixes crushed dates and peanuts with couscous and oil to make the second of the day's four meals. Egg-sized balls of around 300 calories apiece. And each girl eats about 40 per day. Whoa. Along, along with 12 pints of goat's milk and gruel, making their daily intake between 14 and 16,000 calories. Jesus. So the What's the recommended? Oh, like 2,000, is it? Uh, for the average 12-year-old girl is 1,500, and an adult male bodybuilder eats up to 4,000. So it's four times that of so a bodybuilder. They must be man. really muscly then. 
Yeah. But yeah. super jacked. Um, do they like die really young of like heart diseases or something? I guess so. They must, they must do some long-term damage. Um, they must have like gout or something. And government figures from uh, just before the 2008 coup put the rate at 50 to 60% in rural areas. Of obesity? No, of this activity. Whoa. And 20 to 30% in cities. Um, and the practice is re-emerging because men still find mounds of female flesh comforting and erotic. Um, the attraction is ingrained from birth. So that's How do you like, fix that? Like, because that's a society, like... It's a country full of Oedipus complex. Like, it's <laughs> that th- whole thing that I was talking about in yeah. the Bruce episode. It's like that they just, just want a big, crazy. giant, fat woman to snuggle up to. Because even abolishing it and actually regulating it won't fix it. It will just make it happen on a dark market or something mm. like that. Because that's in great. That's crazy. It's not I've never heard of anything stop like that either. Because if you know, if it's of your own accord and you're like, I want to be more attractive, fuck going to the gym. Give me some McDonald's. Like, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's. It seems like it's more effort for them to eat that much than it would be to exercise. Uh, it's probably way worse. Like, and and also presumably, <clears throat> I'm not condoning it. I'm not. I'm not. I I don't condone any any person, man or woman, feeling compelled societally to to make lifestyle changes to to, to conform. Um, that being said, logistically, it's much easier to in a if you want to put on weight. Just in a in a structured way, you don't have to eat fourteen thousand calories a day. You can just eat three thousand a day for. I can't do that mass four times as long to get proper gains. Yeah, to get proper gains. <laughs> um, so that I don't understand why they're doing it so quickly. But I suppose it's because if they started like twelve or fourteen in those yeah. countries, they also get married at like fourteen, fifteen, so they have to be ready. That's a fact oh, check, a fact that was that was that. another thing. So the younger girls are going to be given all of this food and it also gives the the impression that they're more developed and mature because they're fatter and larger so it's like it's fucking horrible sorry i i I know it's dark and stuff but we're talking about mauritania and there's a lot of dark shit going on so have you ever had foie gras ed yeah of course Uh, i know it's It's a horrible practice but I mean, I've had it as well. It's fucking delicious. It's delicious. It? <laughs> like, you can't, it's it's grim, but it's it's nice. If you can, though, if if you're <laughs> if gonna you can, have it, try it. <laughs> no, no. If you, if you are gonna have it, try to get it from a uh, at least organic source. Like just just don't just don't just, eat just it. Just don't eat it. <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> but don't. mind you, if a dolphin got it for me, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> maybe we should veer off. Yeah, can we, have we got any happy misery. stories? Uh, well, we we can yeah, not we very happy it. necessarily, but we can go to uh, the Alf, if Alpha Guest House International. Oh, that'd be yeah. lovely. Uh, we still haven't got a jingle. Going well, round the world in shit hotels. We literally Alpha do Guest have House. a jingle. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was lovely. Thank that was you. <laughs> Mauritania doesn't have the most developed tourism sector. I think that's fair to say. There's not, there's not a They're huge... not going to be biased reviews then, like five star. No, it's no, not okay. all five stars, but not many of the hotels have lots of reviews. And, not, and some of them, there's not a lot that have any reviews. Um, there's probably not a lot of hotels in general. There's only 32 on TripAdvisor in 
now chopped. So this is the uh, Royal Suites Nowak Chot. Um, hotel is new, but not well built. The reception is like a sauna. Breakfast is poor, and espresso is an, expe- is an expensive extra. My room was large, good TV channel, AC was weak, and the water was drained in the tab. Don't understand that. My bed was collapsed in the middle. <laughs> Wi-Fi was strong, but hotel only had four guests when I stayed. Corridors have no lights until you pass under the cell, but it's probably too late. You've already bumped into something. <laughs> <laughs> they could shoot a horror movie in it. My colleague had to change room four times until he found an okay room. One room, no window, AC not working, dot, dot, dot. One day we came back from breakfast. We found us oh, the best bit. <laughs> One day we came back from breakfast and we found housekeeping, cleaning the, cleaning the toilet seat with a brush you clean the toilet with. Don't know the technical name for it. Toilet oh brush. my God, that's disgusting. After telling her, <laughs> that was horrible. After telling her it was not hygienic, she replied, no, no, I put soap on it. She uses the same brush to clean all the room horrifying had to sanitize the entire room after seeing her idea of clean um this is the this is the first hotel that does not have a club sandwich dot 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 i'm not sure shit about i know one star um <laughs> the, the cherry on top of the cake checking out i had a bill of um 6210 mauritania currency which is about 20 euros and then they swipe the card they charge me for Six hundred and twenty-one thousand, then six thousand and twenty-one, and then six thousand and twenty-one, which is more than two thousand euros. And I'm still trying to get my money back. Oh my god! Oh my god! Two thousand euros. No club sandwich. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, sandwich. Forget about the brush. Yeah, no club sandwich. (laughs) And uh, for those uh, listening. We've got a picture of the hotel. It looks pretty big. It looks all right. It Four looks, guests it looks big. in that hotel. Mm. <laughs> it's massive. It's got, what, like six floors? Six or seven It's got floors. a lot of windows as well. Yeah. Which makes me question is, uh, where's the rooms and no Where's the rooms and no windows? Probably in the middle. You can't see them. You can't see them. I um, uh, was chatting to my neighbour yesterday and she used to work in a hotel at the start of lockdown. And she had to live in a hotel for six months of the lockdown with two other people in the building. Like a big hotel. That's that's proper Stephen. Did, did they like have to clean Stephen it Stephen King shit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Every single room. At least, I mean, you have to keep yourself busy I somewhere. so, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, back to that thing. Uh, you said the TV had a good channel. <laughs> singular. <laughs> it was, was a definitely singular, singular good channel. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah, good channel. Good reception. I really enjoyed that one channel. They also mentioned the, I don't know what the currency exactly is. Ooh, I've got the name but of it it's in the facts. one of two currencies in the world that isn't divisible by 10. Oh. There and Madagascar. It's called the Uguia. 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 So, so is it on, is it on fives? On, what? But it does... mm. Okay. I think. Wait, so. So how does it work then? Five, let's say five p is one. Like, what would the equivalent be? Like, five p is is one. No, d- no one. idea. No idea. I'll check That's so one. confusing. Yeah. So does it? So does it? 
So it gets to 50 and then it's like, then it starts, goes back to zero. So I don't know. There's 50 cents in a, let's say, let, let's say there's 50 cents in a, a Uyghur, Uyghur, and then there's. I don't know what, I, I just know that fact. I... So what does Mad- Madagascar use? Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of two currencies that isn't divisible by 10. Um, Thank you for repeating the, the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it really cleared stuff up here. I, um, I've actually listened to a lot of... So, the decimal system is great. We all agree with that. But I've heard a lot of people say that for counting and for monetary reasons, monetary purposes, the 12 system is better for humans. That sounds very British. No, and, and the re- yeah, well, there's tens, but more things divide into 12 and divide into 10 mm. so obviously you've got 12 1 2 6 3 3 god no 3 4 4 and 3 so you've got six different things whereas with 10 you've got 1 2 and 5 oh yeah um yeah but then the decimals are so much easier with 10 yeah but then you, but then you just keep doing fractions and shit don't you um i i just i i, I think it's fucking mental How i think the metric count? system is probably the best thing ever invented well, all right then, you Napoleonic whore. Um, <laughs> no, I but like it, it, it makes <laughs> bread's nice. Yeah, bread's pretty good. <laughs> bread's really nice. You're right. Cheese is good as well. <laughs> Decimals. Numbers are shit. Numbers are shit. But if you're gonna, like, I find mid- the metric system just makes your life a bit easier. How many yards in a mile? I genuinely don't know. Oh, it's fuck a... knows. Fuck knows. No one knows. Under fuck knows. Isn't it like? Uh, yeah, I don't care. I said I don't. Okay. Like, I like cheese and bread. I'm pretty Let's sure. Let's go they, with that. Yeah. Everyone, everyone uses everyone uses kilometers except when they're driving. Well, okay. I, I, I. Yeah, but you say how, how tall are you? What about 183 centimeters? Oh, how convenient! Now you say that. <laughs> but normally I'd say about six, about six yeah. foot. But I'm probably lying. Are you six foot? Wow. You are Fair. Um. I do all of my exercise in, in kilometers because it makes me look fitter. Mm. <laughs> Why? Because like and it's just a lot easier. Is... Yeah, you do a 100 kilometer bike ride. People are like, oh, 100 oh, kilometers. Like, mm. And you say that, like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Fair enough. So Where to now? now? Um, I've got one. It is going to involve me doing some reading. This is the Eye of the Sahara, or also known as. The Richat structure. Um, so there, were, it wasn't really noticed until like the 60s um, when astronauts in the Gemini satellite. Spaceship. Spaceship, yeah, rocket, whatever. Um, that was when it was first photographed. Well, they're like, it's like a smudge on the window. <laughs> 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 Um, but they used to use it as a as a marker when they were going around oh. around the Earth um, for, and it was kind of tracking the progress of their their landing sequences. So initially, it was thought that it was a meteor impact, but it isn't. Um, after they looked into it, so it turns out it was a geological dome that contained various different types of rocks um well, that all predate the beginning of life on earth how it was a dome mm. how's 
Then, and then it's worn down because of the different types of rock. So some of it's eroded from all the wind and the sand that's blowing over it quicker than the rest. So is is, is it flat? No, no, no. It's like peaks. How big is it? But you can't five kilometers across. You can't notice it from the land because no. it's on such a big scale. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. wow. So it because just the colors like, change and everything. Yeah, there's so. there's other pictures of it that are just bonk. Like it actually looks like an eyeball. Um, and it's like blue and got red around the outside. Um, it's so perfectly circular. Yeah. So there's all these like peaks and troughs that you can see when you're walking through it, but you can't can't get that view at all. So um, it's really good to see um, from space. Not that we'd ever get to go up there. I imagine there's some batshit conspiracy theories about it. That's where I'm going to go. Oh, yes, Kevin. I've got some, got some stuff. Alex Jones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the outermost ring measures approximately 40 kilometers across persistent northeasterly winds keep much of the dome free from sand, exposing various layers of rock. So some rock has worn down a lot easier than others. Um, but it's volcanic sandstone, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so this is where it gets interesting. Some people believe that the eye of the Sahara is actually the remains of the city of Atlantis. Yeah, makes sense. Um, which Plato described as a concentric ring of water and land. So I have Plato's quote about Atlantis. Um, Poseidon carved the mountain where his love dwelt into a palace and enclosed it with three circular moats of increasing width, varying from one to three stadia and separated by rings of land proportional in size. The Atlantean then built bridges northward from the mountain, making a route to the rest of the island. They dug a great canal to the sea and alongside the bridges carved tunnels into the rings of rock so that ships could pass into the city around the mountain. They carved docks from the rock walls of the moats. Every passage to the city was guarded by gates and towers and a wall surrounded each ring of the city. The walls were constructed of red, white and black rock, quarried rock, quarried from the moats and were covered with brass, tin and precious metals respectively. So the theoretical drawings of Atlantis basically perfectly mirror the geometry of of that place. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold. Insane, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's places in the Sahara not too far from there that show remnants of whales. Well, like, that's it then. Yeah. Sorted. Well, no brainer. Shows resemblance to whales. Yeah. Whales, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, like older forms of whales that when when they had bits of feet still, um, but then as they go out into the open ocean, they obviously don't need feet, and um, yeah. Well, they could use them as a little. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the eye of the Sahara. There's. Um, Can you go there? The, Is it yeah. easy? Like so. But, you won't but see what much, do you though. see? Yeah. Well, unless you get a hot air balloon, which. I, I'm sure you could do. But how, how high, how high do you have to go f to start like seeing? I mean, if that's 40 kilometers across, pretty fucking high. Yeah, I feel like a, I mean, a balloon can go really high up, but on a little plane. I mean, you might yeah, be able to see it, yeah. But um, well, there, So are there any more examples of this across the world? Is this, is this like unique This one, geologically? I mean, they're similar, but it's pretty much perfect rings. 
but they thought it was it was a meteor impact because it was it was so perfect but there are big meteor strike sites in the sahara and a couple in mauritania as well um that i didn't I guess they get preserved on. really really beautifully yeah that's cool i'm surprised it doesn't become more of a tourist trap well it's just one of those things yeah, that's like you can't see it so what's the point yeah yeah i suppose <laughs> it would look shit from the ground in new caledonia i'm sure you, you must have seen that picture it's actually quite famous there's a mangrove forest that looks like a heart mm. and is that uh, in new caledonia yeah oh, cool. and i went with my family and we had a guide and stuff the guide was really interesting telling us a bunch of stuff it was great like driving up to the like viewpoint we get to the viewpoint we look at it and mangroves you can't like you have to be so far up you have to be in the sky to be Mm. able to see it we're just like well thanks for the information i guess i guess it's the same with like the nazca lines and and things like that because nazca lines are just a bunch of rocks when you're down on the ground not that i've seen them but at least rocks that because that mangrove forest it changes over the years Mm. so when that famous picture was taken ah i forgot to uh, photographer's name must have just been this perfect sweet but spot, it was like. the perfect time mm. because now it's a lot more like um the colors more similar across the the heart so the contrast between the outside and the inside is not as big right okay so it's not as visible oh. yeah can i just paint it like ceausescu just going to no, spray paint the mangroves. Yeah, because that's what Ceausescu did. I don't know who Ceausescu is. The Romanian uh, yeah, dictator. He had, he had all the leaves painted green whenever he turned up somewhere. No. <laughs> they all painted so it looked like it was always in... In, in bloom. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. There you are. Take, take a leaf out of his book, New Caledonia. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's, uh, I'd, love, I'd love to see it. I'm, I'm still not entirely sold on Mauritania. They do have cool wildlife. It's just... Normal. I've I've got some African continent wildlife. Well, I'm. You've mentioned wildlife. You mentioned conspiracy theories. Talk to me. I've got I've got a little. I did a little bit of searching for the old cryptozoology. Um, I didn't send you. A pic- I keep forgetting that you do it, and I get so excited when you're this on one. <laughs> oh, a well, Mauritanian. Don't, don't get too excited, right, Ed. I feel like let's can't speculate. Be much. Let's speculate as to what type of creature. Well, we know they the land. I like they they find. Um, fat and big women really attracted. Oh so, no! It's, it, it's it, maybe like a skinny woman banshee that sucks the fat out of fat women. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like the pistachio in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a haunted can of slim fast. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, this is called the um, ajule. Um, oh, it's called. Kelb el Hela, uh, or Bush Dog, which is not the most like exciting name. <laughs> I like that one. Um, in, in Mauritania, it's a cryptid canid, so uh, reportedly from the Saharan Desert, um, described as looking a bit like a wolf. Uh, the most recent sighting was in 1992, uh, when some hunters in the northern, in the western coast of northern Mauritania, noticed a group of wolf-like animals uh, hunting. They were unknown. Um, the Berbers. Uh, be- like say that they exist and sort of hunt around that part of of Mauritania. Um, uh, people often believe they're just a type of African wild dog, um, but they don't live anywhere near the Sahara, so it's a bit of a mystery. Um, or they may have been gazelles, although people say a dog looks like, looks like a gazelle is. 
I mean, so basically, thirty years ago, some some guys saw something. Saw some dogs. Yeah, saw some dogs, and then a myth was born. Um, I love that. Well, it's like it's like the the beast of Bodmin Moor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know what you... said? Huh? What? You know about the beast of Bodmin? No. Oh, that's a British one. Yeah, there's like a like a, a supposed animal that lives on Bodmin Moor in Cornwall. It's like, like a, is it like wolf. a panther or like a panther? I thought it was wolf. Well, because people beast. have seen panther sightings and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But... So and that, they, they, funnily enough, do have wolves in, in Mauritania. Do they? Yeah. I feel like it's a very... That animal just fits perfectly there, in a way. Not not in terms of climate, that doesn't really make sense. But in terms of, I don't know, just... I find they, they kind of fit. Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like it would be more like that worm from June. Oh, oh God, what are they called? Oh, but they have, the, uh, they have those in Mongolia. Shai Hulud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, Mon- um, the Mongolian, the Gobi Desert Worm. Oh, shit, what do they call it? Oh, they've got a name. Maybe it's the Mongolian, like, Death Worm or something. I think it is the Mongolian yeah. Death Worm. Have you heard about this, Ed? No, I haven't. It's like a, a mythical... Well, well, we'll get to it in the Mongolia episode. Yeah. So. But uh, think well. June <laughs> mixed with Tremors. I'll have to wait for at least like yurt. 180 weeks, like maybe up to 180 hey, might luck out. weeks. You never know, it could be Mongolia next. Dare had, to dream. We had Malaysia last week. Mm. Correct, we had Lesotho a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> this is called the Harmatan Haze. Um, it's, it happens a lot in West Africa, all over West Africa, but particularly so in um, uh, Mauritania. And it's a, a trade wind that... Um, kicks up a, a really high amount of like dust and sand into the air uh, it can last for days it looks like a heavy fog and you, you might have seen really famous images of like desert and then like a like a whole like almost like a wall of what looks oh, like, yeah. like a sand, yeah, yeah. sandstorm like a massive cloud that, right there. that's the harm harm harmatan um oh. and uh, it causes extreme like extreme dryness in the air um of like humidity can drop down to like 15 percent yeah, so one one five percent, and um, people can get nosebleeds spontaneously. Crack like your skin will like physically crack after about five or ten minutes exposure to such. Well, lip balm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll fix it. That'll sort it. That will fix it. Um, and yeah, it can cause like respiratory problems and asthma and things Shit. like that. So imagine being like on that iron ore uh, oh, train with that. With yeah. that. <laughs> You're basically dead. Well, yeah, when can't breathe. Sc- you have one of those little scarves, one of little burber scarves. Yeah, and well, that'll help. COVID times, maybe just wear your mask. Yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah. What is the definition of a trade wind? I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's a wind that benefits trade of some sort. I just googled it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a trade wind is a wind that reliably blows in a consistent direction. Oh, okay. So yeah, right. It's also a coffee shop in Bristol. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't live in this city, so. We haven't got one of them in Cardiff yet. <laughs> Have you ever been stuck in a sandstorm? No, I've never been in a sandstorm. <laughs> only only listening to Darude. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you? Do yeah. you have a experience in, in Morocco? I had a couple, yeah. Got, um, it's scary. Yeah, it's quite scary. <clears throat> um, yeah, we kind of just had to sit ourselves in one small room. You could see like sand coming in under the door. Um, but then I was out on a motorbike during another one. And, uh, and it just came suddenly? Or... Yeah. What yeah, kind horrible. of bike was it? A monkey bike. 
Whenever you mention Morocco in bike, I know yeah. it's a monkey bike. So. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda had to give one of the guys, um, I think his name was Sal- Salah. And Amanda had like these big pointy, like fancy sunglasses, like quite girly sunglasses. And the guy was on the motorbike and he was riding with his eyes closed. And I was like, Amanda, give us your glasses. And he turned around and he's like, he's got fresh like dentures because in Morocco, especially, I mean, we could talk about dates because it's a, they have a date festival in, in Mauritania, but in that region, the refined sugar only hit them recently. So everyone's teeth, everyone's teeth are just falling out and terrible. So the first time I saw him, he had like the worst teeth ever. Then the next time I went back, he had teeth like the mask, just like (laughs) these big shiny dentures. And he went past me on the bike wearing those glasses <laughs> with his big, massive teeth. Um, but yeah, it is it is quite scary in a in a sandstorm. So yeah, so it blows. This this harmattan blows during uh, the dry season, um, and uh, stays over the Gulf of Guinea, Pashtun Sahara, uh, and it's like it's a cold. It's a cold. Wet, it's meant to be the dry season, so it's like you get temperatures as low as nine and as high as around 30. So it's not like terrible. Obviously the weather's pretty terrible, you know, it's stuck in a sandstorm, <laughs> but it's not like... It's not very sunny, usually. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's how a lot of, you know, when you sometimes you wake up and on the news, it's like people's cars have got a bit of dust on them, like almost a storm. Well, it from... happened recently uh, in, I in think the Alps. That, that, oh, be... it did. I did see that, yeah. Where it was on the snow, The snow wasn't was it? covered yeah. in sand. Which is I think that'll be that'll be because of this. Yeah, mm. Probably, he says without any knowledge. Well, it's south of Europe, not too far. Bunch of sun in the air, wind. Two and two, two and put two and two together. It's really weird seeing it the other way around. When you see, I've not seen it in person. I've seen pictures when you see snow on sand dunes. Well, like, both are quite weird to me. No, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, flipping yeah. it on its head, it, it looks really weird. It was about. Six seven years ago, where there was uh, in in Morocco. I think I remember that seeing yeah. that on the news. Those yeah, there's just these amazing pictures of sand dunes going as far as you could see, just like completely covered in white. That's pretty cool. Awesome. I've got one more little story. Cool. Um, about this is where I get to talk about corruption. Oh, Very yes. exciting. So, if you'd like to move on to my little bolt, please, Ed. Uh, Mauritania is home to the the largest ship graveyard in the world so uh this is the bay of <laughs> Nawadhibo, um and it's just covered <laughs> in gigantic sort of derelict uh rusting boats that were effectively illegally dumped there because they're two either companies didn't want to or didn't didn't want to pay to have them dismantled correctly <clears throat> those it, western companies or probably um I think, and so this city, uh, Noadhibo, is the second largest city in Mauritania, um, but it's poor, hasn't got a lot of uh, economic opportunities there. Um, and because of the widespread corruption in the local government, um, and the fact that dismantling boats legally is quite a costly procedure, that loads of people have just sort of bribed the government, dumped the boat, and the local industry local communities are supported off like taking them apart and selling them for scrap i'd love to go and explore one of those 
It's a bit like the that the Avil Sea, isn't it? Yeah. If you both oh, it there, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Different kind of. I kind of, even though this is quite bad, I prefer this like reason for that to happen than the Avil Sea that is just shrinking. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, there's over 300 boats. Uh, of of wow. of like a compare. This is I think for the people who aren't watching. Um, it's the, like a trawler type boat. Um, so it's they're all of like that size. Yeah, it is big. Um, so yeah, and I mentioned the corruption. Oh, maybe do a bit of a guessing game. Um, Guess that corruption. How corrupt? So <laughs> you got how two, corrupt you got, is he? Oh, we'll get a jingle for that. <laughs> um, so this is called the 2021 ranking. Um, so up to date. Uh, out of 180 nations ranked, where do you think Mauritania is? I'm going to say in the bottom 12, 30. The most corrupt. Yeah. So oh, top. The top. The top 20. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So one is least corrupt. Oh, oh yeah. Is bottom. Most corrupt. bottom All right, so 20. 150. Yeah. 150 to 160. I think it might be even lower than that because I can't think. So sadly, there must be quite a few African countries. Um, probably is Racist. at least a no <laughs> couple of South Americans. I say bottom 12. Oh, careful, Ed. And you weren't much better, Kev. It's 140 out of 180. That yeah, wasn't that far off. It said 150. Um, no, you, yeah, you're, you're right. Then. Yeah, you get, no, you, you, get, you, you get right a pass. There. Um, so obviously, like the least corrupt countries tied for first place, you've got your Denmark's, your Finland's, your New Zealand's, your Singapore's. Um, they get, and so not only do they have a ranking, but they have a score out of a hundred. Denmark has 85 out of a hundred. Oh. Out of a hundred. So what do you think Mauritania's score is out of a hundred? For... What's the bottom? Like... Ah, it's so the bottom country. Yeah. South Sudan. Ah, that makes sense. 108th year. African, I told you. Racist. Uh, <laughs> scores 11. 11. 23. <laughs> Or, yeah, that's probably a good shout. Yeah. 28. Ooh. Sorry again, Sorry. Mauritania. But, so, I got those two. I got highest ones, lowest ones, where Mauritania is. And I was like, this needs more context. Because everyone knows that fucking Finland isn't that corrupt. Likewise, most people know South Sudan's not the best country in the world in terms of its corruption. So I, I decided to find out what two countries are sandwiched between Mauritania so, the power bottom in this Mauritania sandwich, Uzbekistan. Fair enough. And the power top, Tajikistan, Russia. Oh, what between between Mauritania? Yeah. So number Whoa. number one three nine is Russia, and number one four one is Uzbekistan. One three nine. It's not too surprising. It's not too. It's surprising, not too surprising, but, but it's like, but then, but then that low. But that puts it into context because. We've been to Russia loads. They've got McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Well, no. you know, um, I'm joking. There's nothing wrong with a bit of muck corruption. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like you hear like it's 140th most corrupt country in the world. You're like, oh, shit, it must be terrible. But, like, but it's only one worse than Russia. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah, puts like. I think that sort of, like, it scares you a lot. Like, where's, it, I, I, it, no, it, it kind of scares me because I've spent so long in Russia <laughs> and I didn't realize it was. I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize it was that bad. But we're in Mauritania, in Mauritania, and actually, we're going to Asia. We're going to Asia. <laughs> what? The guest story. Oh, oh yeah, shit! Forgot yeah. about. <laughs> Here's oh. another bit and a subsection that needs its own jingle. 
It has the jingle. I don't understand the problem. Okay, so we are in Asia. Um, we have a guest story from Vanessa. Do we know Vanessa? Do you no. know Vanessa? No. Okay, so is this that, is... is that her real name? Don't know. We don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Can we call her Nessa? We'll call her Nessa. Okay, this is Nessa's story from Bali. I went to Bali back in 2015 with my ex. We were always super skint back then, so didn't always have the money to do everything we wanted. Before we went, we ummed and ahed about whether we wanted to get a scooter and decided we wouldn't bother, so we left his license at home. He then changed his mind when we got there as we wanted to scoot up Mount Agung, but due to the lack of licenses, we had to hire push bikes instead. There was a fancy temple halfway up the mountain, so we wanted to go there and made our way using a map that literally had three roads on it. It was the most stressful day ever, so hot, ofs up a mountain, didn't really know where we were going, and it took us six hours to get there, and it was late afternoon by the time we made it. We'd been heckled and chased by dogs in this time. When we finally got to the temple, neither of us really cared, and I was so worried about getting back to where we were staying before dark, and we couldn't even afford to get in, so we just looked outside for two minutes. <laughs> Riding up a mountain for six hours. <clears throat> we started making our way uh, way back, completely forgetting that it was obviously way quicker going down the mountain than up. My ex's bike had no brakes. So he had to cycle just behind me the whole way just in case something happened so I could essentially be a human crash mat. Thankfully, we got back in one piece and it only took us an hour and a half. Such a difference from going up. Needless to say, we were exhausted and cancelled our sunrise hike up the mountain the following morning. It was an awful day, but probably the best travel story I have. That was actually quite good. I feel like uh, they should have checked the brakes yeah. before leaving. Yeah. How does one bike have brakes, not the other one? And also, what's that technique? I don't know. <laughs> what about the, being a the, human crash? Yeah. I think that works though. Or you could just, I mean, you could just tie a rope At this to the other bike and just pull the brakes. Yeah. But they didn't have money to visit the temple in Bali, so I'm not sure they had money That's to buy a rope. That's true. Thanks for sending that in, Vanessa. That sounded like a, an entire waste of a day. Um, uh, maybe it's a good thing you're not together anymore. Um, Is that the reason? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say yes. That's exactly why it happened. Um, and that's our guest story. Don't guest forget stories. to send in your stories. Send them all in. Um, I have nothing else. I've got nothing else apart from that they're quite poetic. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. They try to use as little words as possible and make them really descriptive. So it's beautiful. And if you ramble and have unnecessary words in your sentences, they use the phrase zrag, which means you're simple-minded. Oh. Yeah. Loads, loads of really famous Islamic poets and scholars from mm. Mauritania. Interesting. Yeah. There's one thing I wanted to say that I thought you were going to say. That's why I didn't mention it. I love they, you. They've got the one of the best bird-watching sites in Africa called the Airports. Parc National du Banc d'Arguin. Oh my God, you said it in French as well. Uh, you know the way to my heart, Dargan, speaking French Dargan, and talk Dargan, about Le Oiseau. Yes. And uh, it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, what's that, what's that about? Oh, they got, they, got, they got flamingos. They do? There. Uh, is that a question? Yeah. I don't know. They do. Well, <laughs> if it's that place, they do have it. Oh, so you did research about it? Uh, no, I just read that they had flamingos in a big national park. Okay. And I'm yeah, it must be that one because it's yeah. huge as well, like a few hundred kilometers long. Um, 
So yeah. What other good animals have they got there? Wolves, <laughs> lions. Is that like oh African? Oh, yeah, yeah. They they got most of it. They're all all down in the south. Um, there's absolutely fuck all in the north. Oh yeah, because they're on their their southern border is the Senegal River, river isn't yeah. it? And it's like and the difference in climate must be massive between the south because Senegal's it's not as deserty. Well, it's juicy, isn't it? Yeah, so. <laughs> Senegal. Yes, there's loads of water there. <laughs> if, if the Senegal travel board needs a new slogan, Senegal, it's juicy, isn't it? <laughs> it's juicy, isn't it? Plus, it's got Acon here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Would you go to Mauritania? Um, maybe not at the moment. I'd go to that place to go and look at all the birds, not you know those birds. <laughs> not I'd, the fat one. I'd go. Oh, <laughs> I'd go to stay at the Royal Palm, Palm Royal Suites. Mate, they haven't got any club sandwiches. Uh, and no yeah. aircon, and only and no one aircon. TV channel. And no windows. I don't mind slumming it without club sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they do have a good. Good channel. Um, I guess that's Mauritania then. Uh, it's been a very informative episode, I'm sure. Where to now is the big question. Where do we go? Where, where do you fancy going? I would still like a South American country. We've still not had a proper one. No. Peru would be nice. Peru would be amazing. Um, we to... are going... <laughs> Zambia! Another green flag. Yes, I'm very excited. It's got a jazzy flag. It does have a very nice flag. It's got a strange flag. It looks like it's got two flags. <laughs> Bye. It's that time again for the fact-checking falcon. Kaka! Does the Trans-Saharan train push or pull? They do both. Modern locomotives are just as effective going forwards or backwards. And with large cargo, they use a push-pull method, which uh, kind of does what it says on the tin. Kaka! What countries border Mauritania? Mauritania shares its borders with four nations, Algeria, Mali, Western Sahara, and Senegal. Kaka! The currency of Mauritania is the Ogoya. One Ogoya divides into five coombs, rather than being divisible by units of ten or a hundred. Kaka! How high do you have to be to see the Richat structure, which is the eye of the Sahara? Um, I came across a Microsoft Flight Simulator video from Mags TV. And during his 15-minute flight, he says that at 40 kilometers across, to get a good view of it, you should go to around 14,000 feet. Seems legit. Kaka! And that's it for the fact-checking Falcon. Kaka!